Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Eva, just listen to this lovely message I've had off Matthew. It's Matthew. I'm so sorry I missed you. And I'm so sorry about it before. You know, obviously, we finished our business and then, unfortunately, I had a, an impending appointment. So I'm sorry I had to go. It would be lovely to have spent some time together and caught up. But I'm looking forward to seeing you soon and I'm sure I'll have a proper catch up very shortly. So accept my apologies and I'll see you soon. Thanks, Nick. We're the Speakmans, married couple, life change therapists, authors and TV therapists. Although I do think in another life, I could have been a very good zookeeper. Or, as you know, Eva, my dream was to be an astronaut when I was little. Well, to be fair, Nick, you do have your own mini zoo here at home. True. And also, to me, you're out of this world. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So basically, I've achieved both, haven't I? (laughs) I think I would have been a teacher. Uh, But in this life, what we do is to show people how to deal with their anxieties. So you might have OCD or PTSD, relationship issues, anxiety, or maybe an eating disorder. And by sharing what others have been able to overcome, as well as our own unique approaches, we're confident that you'll be able to make a change in your life. Well, it's coming up to Christmas, so light your most fragrant festive candles. Get comfy. This is Making the Change. Isn't he lovely? He is just so sweet. What a lovely man. So I'm going to ring him and I'm going to say, Matthew, look, obviously there's no need to apologise. It was just nice to be able to see you. Oh, I know. Because, I mean, we're, I know we've not seen, obviously, because of lockdown and everything that's going on, we've not really been able to see much of them. But obviously I know you had to go and see him from a, a work perspective. But... Well, I've known Matthew for, it's got to be 31, 32 years wow. perhaps. But it, and it just goes to show that we actually create our own families, don't we? Yeah, because they are we, you know, we've got no control at all of what family we're born into. No. Not, none at all. But the exciting thing about life is that we can create our own families. Yeah. Uh, and, and I see Matthew and, and Jean as part of our family. Yeah, no, I do as well, most So there's definitely. no apology ever needed. No, and they are really lovely. But, but that's a good point, actually, talking about family and, and being able to create your own family. Um, and obviously with Christmas and celebrations, that can be... That can be quite tough, can't it? Do you know it can become quite a nightmare because it's, I mean, it's like, well, do we invite them and do we invite, and they don't get on with them and, oh, you know, it's just, they're so hard work. But then there's also that kind of, that feeling of obligation as well. I don't know why, but, I mean, well, I do know why. It's kind of like there's this rule where we're, where, where a lot of people are indoctrinated with this belief that... It's oh, well, conditioning, it, isn't Well, it? conditioning, and it's kind of, oh, but the family. You know, oh, yeah, but we, we'll, we'll excuse that behaviour because the family. And, and, well, we have to tolerate that because the family. And I, I don't actually and, think... You know, and, and, like, uh, yeah, but you know what she's like. Oh, 
you know what he's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean that that and it, and it's just not right. And 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 from a, a mental health perspective and, and and mood and how you're feeling, you know, there is definitely a link. And and I've read a lot about this also that you you know it's not exclusive, but you tend to find that if somebody comes from a family that's that's positive and, and supportive and that you all get on, then you that that person will then tend to be more confident and they will be kind of happier you know and they've got kind of a better grasp on communication and that kind of thing whereas when you find that you've got a family that's very negative negative relationships negative families also there is a link there with higher levels of anxiety and things like addiction and low self-esteem you know, I think that some people feel really sad because they maybe don't get on with the family or they don't feel that their family is perfect. But you can create your own family because what is, you know, what, what's That's right. And, and I think that obligation creates a lot of anxiety because, mm. you, you, you know, let's be honest, it would be amazing if we just got on with all our family yeah. and it was all perfect, like a textbook. But it it just doesn't work that no, way. No. And the thing is, and, and, and so many people tell us that, particularly at our workshops when we say, look, we look at people in, in three ways, you know, draggers, supporters, igniters, and you don't want draggers in your life. And so many people, 90% of people that come and follow on that conversation go, but what if the draggers are family? Yeah, but every and, time, like and, and, every yeah, time. But I they look, are. Because that's like my segment in the workshop and I talk about how we can segregate people into three. And I look and I go, and then your third group of people is what we call draggers. And these are the people that feel like they drag every little bit of positive energy out of you. And you can see people are nodding. And then I, and then I look at them because I can see this these faces that look bewildered. Yeah, but, and, I, yeah. and I always go... I can't cut my out my life because they're family. Yeah, well, I always say... And I know what you're all thinking now. You're all thinking, yeah, but yeah. but what if the draggers family or my partner? And and the thing is, why do we tolerate draggers and people that are negative in our lives? Well, usually it's because either they're family or they're somebody that we work with and therefore we feel that again, we're obligated, that we have no choice. And we what make, what always makes a big difference to people is when we say, Look, you did not ask to be born. You were just born, right? And if you're born into a family, if you're fortunate, that's a great family a who family. are supportive yeah. and they're positive and everything's great. But if you're born into a family that's not like that, you don't have to stay in that family. You didn't ask to be there. But, but equally, you shouldn't punish yourself for that either. No, Because no. I think that that's another thing that there's, there is a kind of a little bit of, um, but why is my family not like that? And, and we, we do instinctively look at other people's families and we assume from looking at that this family that we're looking at is entirely perfect but what we forget to appreciate is that we're only seeing what people kind of really want us to see yeah. you know like on the television there's a lot of sort of what well, you know the classmate like as tv families where there's this kind of great dynamic and that that's not always the real world sometimes it is of course you know let's but there's that saying, that's all saying that you never know what goes on behind closed doors. No, you don't. But yeah, going on about sort of like Christmas time and, and celebrations and things, um, that is a time where suddenly we, we're kind of having to deal with family that we wouldn't normally have to sort of deal with and people will kind of get put together. There's always somebody that, you know, somebody doesn't get on with somebody else and, you know, somebody's grumpy and this one doesn't help out enough and, and this one expects to be wait, waited on hand and foot and... And this one just sits in a chair, scratching yeah. his backside and breaking wind. <laughs> and we've heard it Who's all. Who's that, actually? Who are you referring to there? <laughs> Who could, which relative could that be? 
actually going to say, do you know Do you know what angry mice sent to each other at Christmas? I've never met an angry mouse, actually. Yeah, well, All the mice I've ever met have been dead friendly. <laughs> well, the angry ones sent uh, Christmas cards. <laughs> why Why is it going to be angry? Because, oh no, it's cross mouse. <laughs> <laughs> just leave the joke telling to me, will you? <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. You just can't tell a joke either. Then as well. No, it was supposed to be a cross mouse card. Oh. Yeah, okay. I, I'm retiring from joke telly. <laughs> Eva, just leave it to me. I will do. I promise. Um, just talk about Christmas and and Christmas Christmas songs because I'm not sure if it was a Christmas song or not. But anyway, how did the detective know that the ballerina was the killer? I don't know. Because guilty feet have got no rhythm. Is that a song? It was George Michael, wasn't it? But I think it was a Christmas song, but it's not. But he did a Christmas song. Oh my but that God, wasn't I tell you it, what. Yeah. I think you can tell we're coming to the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 I think we've, we've both gone a bit loopy. Yeah. Um, and we've not anyway. even had a Baileys or anything, have we? No, nothing. But nothing. I'm sat here with me oat milk coffee, um, our best behaviour. But, uh, but yeah, I want to read you something. And again, this kind of goes families and Christmas and obligation. Yeah, and, go on. And this was an email that came through. It was from somebody called Jenny, and she said, Hi, Nick and Eva. Um, firstly, thank you for your podcast. It's like I'm seeing myself and my life with more clarity thanks to your words of wisdom. That's oh, nice. Well, that's very kind. Thank you, Jenny. She said, However, I'm embarrassed to say that I feel like I'm being a horrid person, which I seem to aim at my husband and daughters. Both are grown up and still live at home. And it's got much worse since having to look after my in-laws in the last year who are now elderly. I clean, shop, cook, do laundry for them. Also, my elderly parents and my own family. So it sounds like she's cleaning, cooking, shopping, doing everything everything for for everybody at herself. Uh, My side of the family seem appreciative of all I do, but my mother-in-law is horrible to me, which is frustrating Mm. as I have to remain polite. However, I'm snappy, teary and grumpy with my family. Thanks for any advice. Love, Jenny. Do you know what, Jenny? It's no wonder you snap it here and grumpy. I don't blame you either, Jenny. No, I mean, that's that's not fair. I mean, first of all, it does sound like everybody's kind of putting on Jenny in that every, there's an expectation. Now, that doesn't mean that they're doing it because... And, and, and you know, wh- where do most conflicts and upsets occur? And that's that's out of sort of misunderstandings, lack of communication. But also, if you put it into perspective, Eva, it, it's sort of like... You cook our meals every night, and it's not because I can't cook, it's not because... Well, actually, you're not that great at cooking, if I'm honest. You made me a pasta right. dish last week that looked like dog vomit. Let I'm me gonna, finish. I'm going to be dead honest. Right. It tasted all right, though. Well. Right? But anyway, it's not that I can't cook, and it's not that Liv can't cook. But because you do it, we just let you do it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that you have this element of complacency where if people do things, if people will do things for you then you just let them get on with it. Yes. It is just complacency. It's not because you don't care because you do loads of things and you're just in the house and everything. And I just let you get on with it. And, and you probably do far too much. And if you were to say, look, will you do this? Will you do that? Other people would do it. Well, exactly. but, but you do it and you keep quiet. Yeah. And this, I think, is where, where we That's come what's back going to on. Jenny. That's going on with Jenny. Yeah. And, and, and family conflict and, and issues around family. Quite often, not always, but quite often, conflict arises because... We are getting frustrated. So I'm Jenny and I'm, I'm systematically becoming more and more and more frustrated. And it's like a pressure cooker. Yeah. And this pressure cooker is building and building and building. And every time she does things and goes to her in-laws and every time a, a, a mum-in-law is mean to her or says something nasty or horrid, 
she she holds it in and that pressure builds and it builds and it builds. And this is why when she gets home, she, she's snappy and teary with her family. It's because, you know, eventually that pressure cooker, you know, the pressure's got to be released. And the thing is, unless she actually tells her family or explains both how she's feeling, maybe that it is a bit too much for her. Maybe she does need to delegate a little bit. Maybe as far as her in-laws go, perhaps she needs to sit down and, and have a, a frank conversation with them. And and obviously any frank conversation, you've got to try and keep it positive and non-confrontational. Because again, and I think this is the thing that happens like at celebrations, family time, where we are all put together, perhaps certainly over Christmas, where people might be staying with the other people in people's houses and you're spending a, a far more concentrated amount of time with these family members, then people get tetchy because... Again, that's an interesting part because some, some people... They're all right in small doses, aren't they? You see them a bit and they can be best friends. But when you spend a concentrated time, it's like, do you remember our friend who invited us? And we've still not been, have we? But he invited us to South South Africa. Africa. And he said, right, you can come and stay with me. It's no problem at all. However... No, he did. He actually said, I would love you to come I'd, and stay. Yeah, I would me. love you to. He did, actually. We got invited. However, go on, what was the however? I've got a rule. That's right. And this rule applies to everyone that I know. And it's the best way to to keep your friends. Yeah. And it is. The five-day rule. And that five-day rule was based on, he said, I've got a beautiful home, I've got a swimming pool, I live in a lovely place, I'd love you to come, but we have a five-day rule. You can only stay for five nights tops because after that, you'll get on my nerves and then we'll fall out. <laughs> and I like, and I like I, to keep my friends. And it, like, and I just well burst, said. I just burst out laughing and I was like, that is such a brilliant idea. Well, I mean, and you might not have a five-day rule. It might be a three-day rule or a two-day rule. But when Whatever actually, it is. When you actually are open and honest and you tell people, listen, I really care about you. I value our friendship. I value our family. However, I have a two-day rule, three-day rule, whatever it might be. For your mother-in-law, it might be like 25-minute rule. <laughs> um, whatever it is. But you've I mean, got... I remember when I met you, you were on trial for age. I mean, it was like five years yeah, before I, I, I was really committed. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, with regards to being with family and Jenny, I think that Jenny, first of all, needs to explain to her family that she's finding it a little bit difficult. Perhaps, she does. Perhaps her husband will speak to his mum and explain. Um, Isn't it interesting that mums are so different? And funnily enough, Eva, I'm going to tell you, because we're coming up to Christmas, this child psychologist actually had twin boys and was really surprised that one was really positive mm. and one was really negative and couldn't understand that the twins, they should be the same, but yeah. they were. They were both eight and coming up to Christmas and thought, right, he, he wanted to test them. So he got one child, the negative child, the pessimistic yeah. one, loads of presents. The one who was positive and optimistic, all he did for him was give him a pile of horse manure. Because you just thought, right, well, I can't see him being positive about a pile of horse manure. But equally, my child that's totally pessimistic cannot be pessimistic having loads of toys. Okay, so what happened? Well, he went into the, the first boy's room. Uh, the, the pessimist. The pessimist, and went into his room. And he was like, I, I, why are you crying? What's wrong with you? And he said, oh, I can't believe it. I've got all these, all these instruction manuals to read. Some of these things haven't come without batteries. And even the toys that I like, they'll probably break eventually. Oh like, yeah, no. But he went into the, the positive boys' room and he was just dancing around this horse manure and he said, Wow, you know what you're doing? He said, This is amazing, look at this pile of horse manure. There's gotta be a pony in here somewhere. <laughs> the power of positivity. Yeah. 
Um, so I've lost the plot now. Oh, yes. Yeah, so going back to Jenny, finally. Yes. Stop, take, stop taking me off track. Um, so with regards to Jenny, I think it's talk to your family, talk to your husband. Maybe your husband can have a word with mum. But then I think what we've got to do is sometimes we're so consumed with things. We don't actually see things for what's really going on. We only see them for how they feel to us. And what could be going on here is the fact that, you know, Jenny said that um, her in-laws are now elderly and she's only recently started to look after them. Perhaps mum feels or mum-in-law actually feels, maybe it's her frustration, maybe she feels like suddenly she's being made redundant from her normal duties and that that, that daughter-in-law is maybe interfering or that it is more about how mum-in-law is feeling because suddenly she's having to face the fact that she's not as capable as she was and she's airing her frustration on Jenny because Jenny's the kind person yeah. that's that's there and with her. So I would suggest speaking to husband. I would also spe- suggest speaking to mum-in-law. And, and as I said, you know, best way to deal with anything is avoiding confrontation and, and, you know, say to them, listen, I care about you dearly. I care about you both. I'll do anything for you. But I do feel that you're getting quite cross at me as so I'm getting under your feet. I don't have to help you. But I want to help you because I realise that things are getting a little bit difficult and because you're my family. And maybe try actually speaking to her about it so that you can actually find out and get to the bottom of what's going on. Because it does appear, you know, it's obviously she's known a mother-in-law for a long time. So the question is why she why suddenly... Why she changed. Yeah, yeah, why she suddenly... Yeah. But, but I do think communication is the way forward. Communication is the way forward. But yeah, you're talking about the benefits of belonging to a family or creating your own family. And again, that is so important. Because, you know, they say that you, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. But you can choose to create a family. And we do have friends, you know, that they're not related to us by blood. Totally consider them family. But, and, and, but we've told them that as well. Yeah. We have this kind of inner non-blood family that we all we all talk about. And it's a group of us. And, and that's exactly, you know, we know that we, we genuinely do love and care for one another. And I think what strengthens that, that our relationship and our love and care for them is because... We each know that we were all kind of we don't we, we don't have to we don't have to tolerate each other but we choose to be together we choose to be a part of each other's lives and the people that we've been with with friends with for for so many years but we do genuinely feel that that they're family and the thing is you know the the benefits of belonging to a family whether whether that be your created family or your real family is that you know it gives you that kind of feeling of of, of love and means that. You're sort of facing any difficulties in life. They're always You've got, there. They're always there for yeah. you. They're like a security blanket, the support. And obviously, with children, so this is where, you know, obviously, like grandparents, if you've got children, or you've just had children, grandparents obviously come in wonderfully to share their wisdom and, and to help care for, for your little ones. And, and obviously, for children being part of a family, it's good for their for their development because it teaches them how to interact. It teaches them how to share, how to care, how to cons- be considerate and think about others. And obviously, it's really nice for then because part of growing up or, or even part of life, it's not just about being with people in your age group. It's also developing your knowledge and broadening your sort of view of, of the world and different people by you know, like, like for us at Christmas, when we all get together with family, there's a, such a broad range of ages. So we go, we go from baby up to sort of 70s and that kind of breadth. Well, your mum usually. Yeah, my, my yeah. Mom, I think my mum's the eldest of us all, isn't she? Yeah, my mum. So, yeah. Although probably looks younger than most of us. <laughs> 
She's doing all right. I must add there, uh, more energy than most of us. Uh, But she's the eldest. But it's just so lovely to have that kind of where we all sit down and we all we all talk about our own life experiences and then and then reminiscing, which is another way, a great way of uniting families to talk about. The, the good times, the things that we've all done, the times that we've one thing laughed that, uncontrollably. That, we, that we're missing these days is getting the photographs out. Yes, you definitely. know because we've got years of photographs Memories, yeah. on our phones, and we don't, you know, we don't yeah, look at them. Do no, we? it's true. Actually, I mean, obviously, again, when we go around to my mum's, or whether when we used to go around to your mum's, you know, they get such pleasure at showing you photographs sharing memories of, of yourself or even of them as children. Yeah. And it and it's just so lovely to learn about each other. So I do think that, you know, belonging to a family is definitely beneficial to, to your mental health, but to it's, your mood, to your optimism. But if you feel obligated or you get anxiety with your blood family, should we call them, yeah. don't lose sight of the, of the fact that you create a family of your own. Yeah. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah, and, and don't but but then with regards to your own your own family you know you, you shouldn't let anyone else's behavior change who you are so for example with Jenny that's that's kind of what's happened here that her behavior has changed because of her mother-in-law because we've kind of with family we, we sort of often have a shorter fuse with them because we know that 
first of all, because we have to potentially spend a lot of concentrated time with them. But I do think that some family members think that they can get, you know, that they can be snappy with you and they can be grumpy and shouty and, and a bit unkind because, oh, well, the family, so I'll get away with it. And it's just... It's, They're not it's, going anywhere. Yeah, but it's not yeah. acceptable. And I, no, and I, I think agree. that unacceptable behaviour doesn't matter who it is, unacceptable behaviour is unacceptable behaviour. So whether that's from a family member, that's whether that's even you to yourself, you know, speaking your inner voice if you're not being encouraging to yourself or kind to yourself. Unacceptable behaviour, if you would never speak, you know, if you wouldn't speak to a loved one or someone that you really cared about in any way, then don't do it. It doesn't matter who it is. And that's something that we should remember. So I think we have to Instead of getting angry, we have to kind of talk it out so you can sort of be dignified and try saying, listen, you know, if somebody says something that hurts you, like Jenny's mother-in-law, you know, you can say, look, that really is so hurtful. I'd rather you didn't speak to me that way and I don't want to get angry with you and I don't want to shout or, or do anything that I, that would go against who I yeah. am. So I'm actually going to leave or I'm going to walk away to cool off, but I'd really like you to sort of consider what you've said and done there because it really hurt my feelings and I... I don't want you to talk to me like that again. I think we just have to be honest. There's only us that's well, with well, us well, all Once our you lives. start being honest and you start putting things in perspective, that anger and frustration doesn't, it can't build up anymore. It's like you said before about like a pressure cooker. It's like turning the gas off, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and it cools down and the pressure goes. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes we kind of come to blows a little bit. We talk it out. And then what you tend to find is that you talk it out, you hear, everybody, everybody hears everybody else's side of the story and then you do find that kind of peace and harmony and then over time it can build again And then, it, it, but it needs nipping in the bud before that. But a way to, to be able to do that is to look at your own self-esteem, isn't it? Mm. Because if, you, if your self-esteem is low, you will accept a lot more from other Absolutely. people than you should do. And this is something that worries me with Jenny, actually, from what she was saying. The fact that Her she, self-esteem. That, yeah, maybe, yeah, and I don't know because she's not given us enough information there, but... You know, if you have low self-esteem, if you don't value and appreciate yourself enough, then you are more likely to tolerate unacceptable behaviour or you're more likely to tolerate being spoken to in an unacceptable way. And therefore, I think that when you start to build on your self-esteem, again, this is something that we see often, I think that was, that's sort of me, actually, that I was very quiet when I was a kid and, and didn't really stand up for myself at all. But as I've got older, as I've become more confident, that that's one thing that I actually feel now that, listen, you know, everybody's welcome in my world, everybody's welcome in my life, but you've got to be kind and you've got to be nice. And I very much want peace and harmony in my life. I don't want arguments. I don't want little snippets and and backhanded comments. So, and what, what that's actually done is helped with me and my family. We get on better now because I'm honest. Whereas in the past, I would say nothing and then I'd be cheesed off and be really annoyed. Now, because I'm honest, I nip it in the bud and go, oh, don't like that, or please don't say that, or whatever. Then it gets talked out immediately, and it's done, and we move and we move it's on. It's to be. Yeah, completely. I think you've just got to be uh, really honest. But if you have got somebody in your family who's a bit a bit unkind or a bit mean, then you can't take it personally either. You've got you to... don't think everyone has a habit of taking things personally. And we shouldn't yeah, of do. Course because we do. Yeah. I, I remember, I can't remember which book I read it in, but it said if you want to get the... If you want to get an idea of someone's character and how they are, you should observe how they deal with staff in a restaurant, how yes. they deal with staff in a supermarket. And if they're kind to those people, 
then you know that they're kind of person. Do you know but, I, that is such? You've never said that before to me, but I've never heard you say that before. So I'm glad that you're still trying to, you know, you're keeping the relationship. It's all right. I'm keeping all, it. Keeping it fresh. It's always fresh, Eva. <laughs> honestly, it's always fresh. But <laughs> it's really important, you know, people who are. I mean, you haven't got a, a use by date on stamped on your backside or no. anything. Have you? <laughs> but anyone that's serving you in in some sort of, you know, anyone that's serving, who, right? How you treat them is a real indication of your character. Uh, yes, but then obviously we don't take it personally, but then we also have to appreciate that there's no bad people in the world. And we say that, and I, and I know that people look at us and go, I beg your pardon. What we mean by that is that no one's born bad. You know, difficult people weren't born that way. No one is born bad. No. And do you know what? Good people can do bad things occasionally if they are faced with some bad circumstances. Mm. But generally, the way that they are responding to you is the way they've learned to respond to the world, to, yeah. to keep themselves safe, because perhaps they've been targeted in the in their past. So, you know, that it's a retaliation almost. It's like a defence, because a lot of people that are seen quite harsh is often a defence, and you actually... It's like, remember at school and you'd have that teacher that was really shouty and that you were terrified of. But yeah, if you were in their class and you got to know them, they were really nice. Did you ever have that? Because I did on more than one occasion. And that's quite often the way, though, that if you see somebody who's really shouty and has got a very hard shell and exterior, I think what we've got to appreciate is that they have had to create that armour because of yes. something happening in their for. life. And yeah. I think that if you can change your emotion to them and pity them and realise that that's how they are, that, that does help you. And, and also remember, you know, you're not here to win anyone's approval. Be who you are. Live by your rules, no. you know, your requirements. You set your boundaries. But I'll tell you one thing that also I think we all should appreciate here, and this comes down to relationships, this comes down to friendships, it comes down to our relationships in families, that as such, we all have a different criteria. And what I mean by that is that my criteria of what I want for a friend might be different to your criteria. So, for example, one person in your family's criteria of family might be, we've got to ring each other every day, we've got to sort of meet at least once a week, we've got to do things for each other, um, and they've got this kind of list of criteria because that's their criteria for what family is whereas for you your criteria of family might be far more relaxed it might be we don't need to see each other every day you know as long as as long as we know each other we're there for each other we can pick the phone up and carry on where we left off which i think is depending you know because we've kind of got I, i remember actually doing this exercise it's a great exercise for people to do your criteria yeah. and i remember doing this when um when my mum was sort of coming to the end of her life and uh she, she said, I don't, I don't have enough friends. And we did the, uh, the lesson and said, right, yeah. what, mum, what's your criteria for a friend? And, and there were, how many things were oh, on there? there was well, loads. There was 18. Awesome. 18 things that someone yeah. had to have to qualify as one of mum's friends. Whereas for me, it's three. Go on, those three being? Those three things being honest, honest loyal. Yeah, and kind. And kind, yeah. that's it, right? And, and all the other things, that, well, Whatever, but those three things. If you if you match those three things, right, you can be my friend. Obviously, as time goes on, other things will tell yeah, and so yeah, on, yeah. as they always do. But three things. But, but so, that's why conflict occurs. Because yeah. you've got different criteria. So it's not that either of you is really bad or horrid or mean. It's just that you've, you, you've got different criteria and you're not matching each other's criteria. criteria. And, and the, thing, the, the, the other thing is, that criteria might not even be yours, right? It's, it, it was your parents or it's one of your friends and you've just, you know, you've just copied that behaviour. So it's a, good, it's a good thing to do 
check your criteria and and you know not only like for friendships for jobs for all these imagine things that on christmas what? day right so so you're there and you're having christmas dinner and you do your christmas dinner and then and then it comes to the game section well maybe yeah. not everybody does this but this is what we do um but instead so you do a bit of game playing and that's all great and then and then you could have this thing where you all sit down and go right we're all going to write down a list of what criteria we have for family what's important to us about family just write a list so my list would be there when when we need when i need you you know loyal kind loving whatever so we all write this list and then wouldn't it be interesting then to look at everybody's list see how many things people had written on that list because that yeah, would because be... when you've got a family member that expects you to ring them twice a week yeah. and, and you don't because you don't need to speak to them twice yeah. a week right? might, but the other one does the thing yeah. oh she, they might can't think, be bothered with me exactly yeah. and yet whereas and then you might they might think they're not bothered and whereas you might be thinking oh for goodness sake i've got so much to do and then you could start getting snappy because your pressure cooker is is ready to blow so what a great i mean maybe not on christmas day maybe we should save that to the day after boxing day no, but, but what yeah. a great way to sus but what, not only for other people but to find out yourself yeah once you've all got your list and your criteria, then what you can do is, first of all, that would be great because then everybody understands where the mismatch is. But that's once you've got those lists, then you can kind of look at, well, can I compromise? Can you compromise? But I've, I've also got to just say that we shouldn't tolerate anything or anyone that doesn't make us happy. So what we're saying is you don't have to be born into a family to create a family. Understanding criteria, because you're going to have conflict if you've each got different criteria, but that doesn't make either party bad. It just means that we've got different criteria. It's not acceptable to ever accept anything other than kindness and loyalty and decency to each other. I think ultimately... Whatever you want, whatever it is, is right for you. Bolivar, I can't believe that I'm actually saying this, but this is it for the second series of Making the Change. We always look forward to your visits into our home and we're really looking forward to welcoming you back for season three. So please, please make sure you subscribe to our podcast so you'll be first to know when we're back yeah we're really really going to miss you guys so do please still keep in touch with us on Facebook uh, with the Speakmans official or on Instagram at the Speakmans or on Twitter with the underscore Speakmans so what more can we help you with is there anything at all anything specific that you'd like us to address we'd love you to use that hashtag making the change so that we can share some advice with you on our next series thank you so much to our super duper producer Anushka Tate for Orion Publishing Limited and to all of you for listening so for now all that's left to say is have a very Merry Christmas yeah Merry Christmas everyone keep making the change bye Bye. this podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention nor is the content intended to replace therapy or medical help or advice. We would therefore always strongly encourage you to speak with your doctor or health professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counselling or therapy. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odour control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colours to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.